Hi, my name's Tim. And I'm Cassandra. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the European, European Soapbox. As Tim and I are getting to the latter half of our first semester and our senior year, something that we've had to think about recently is what we're doing after graduation. And for both of us, grad school is very much on the table. I hate to break it to you, but it's not the latter half anymore. It's a month. <laughs> well, I mean, that's technically in the latter half. Yes, you're correct. It's yeah, it's grad school. Yeah, it's incredibly intimidating. The application process. Nuts. Um, where we're going... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of anxiety and stress around the application process. So one thing I would like to talk about is where we're applying and kind of what the process looks like. Maybe we'll add, we'll start with why we're applying. Why okay. do you want to do grad school? Part of me wants to do grad school because I feel like as much as my undergraduate career has prepared me for the real world, there is a component of specificity and I guess concentration that I feel like I'm missing and going to grad school will advance my knowledge in those particular areas that I'm interested in and better prepare myself for my future. I think that's a great reason to go to grad school, to be honest with you. That's what I'll say in my grad application or in my interviews. So, so this was a rehearsed <laughs> answer. I mean, kind of. <laughs> so what does, what are you looking at? What schools kind of, yeah. Really, we have our eye on the same one. Yes, So we we're going to apply to the Transatlantic Master's Program at UNC Chapel Hill. Yes. One, because we're in the major. Mm -hmm. We know the people and we love the environment. Yeah, I'd say the environment is probably one of the biggest reasons why I decided on applying. Well, You'd... for me, it's uh, the material. Well, yes, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> but yeah, the environment really played into that because I feel like if I was learning this at a different school, I wouldn't be as enthusiastic about it as I am. Right. My professor... I guess one of the big things, professors. So the professors mm. that we're learning from now are some of the top political scientists in the world. It's and insane. It's, yeah. It really truly. blows your mind sometimes. I, I met with one of the professors and I was like, I've read most of your papers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I this is sort of like a fan moment, but like, I really like them. <laughs> like, it's just nuts that we think like, these are the people that are writing theories. Yeah. It's, Everyone's cra creating it's crazy. Things. Yeah. Okay, so that's the program we're applying to. Which mm -hmm. So there's two tracks. There's three tracks, technically. Uh, sorry, three tracks. <laughs> which track are you leaning towards and tell us about it? It honestly depends on when I decide to start grad school. So on the table for me right now is a gap year. And during that year, that those plans are kind of up in the air, which I could talk about maybe a little later. But if I We just, definitely want to hear about it. Yes. So if I go straight into grad school, what I'm most highly considering is the first track, the transatlantic track. And that means I would be here in the United States for one semester, um, taking some of the prerequisites, and then I would be shipped off to one of the schools abroad, preferably the one in Germany. Voluntarily. Well, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would voluntarily go abroad to Germany. Um, and yeah, the old, I am also contemplating doing the second track because the option of a dual degree is up in the air. What, um, what is the first track specialized in? Oh, What's it, what of it, course, Why is it yes. important? What it makes it different? So... I, what is it? It talks specifically about the European relationship with the U.S., policymaking, poly decisions. Um, and that's something that I feel like is very applicable to a lot of careers in the future. It's also what you want to do specifically. So it's yeah. much more focused on that relationship mm -hmm. rather than the politics and like 
more generally political governance and stuff like that. Right. And so the second track that I'm also considering um, that I would 100% do if I do decide to take a gap year, but it's also on the table if I go straight into it, is the European governance track. And that would be one year at UNC and then one year abroad. And something that's attractive about that program is the dual degree option, as I mentioned earlier. That one is specifically for, I mean, what's in the name? Governance. Um, I think we take statistics courses, uh, analytical kind of things. You are more well-versed in that track. This is the track that I want to do. So there's a lot of of really cool classes that I won't (laughs) won't bore our listeners with yet. Um, But the primary thing is it is more Mm research-focused in a way. Not necessarily like... Um, PhD, like I'm going to do some, like a bunch of research Mm -hmm. and like, that's going to be it. And like, I need to teach this, but it just prepares you with some of those more analytical skills. Yeah. And And that's what I like. (laughs) As an economist. Yeah. All the numbers. And that's specifically why I want to do it. A big reason we have to write a thesis at the end, regardless Mm -hmm. of what track you do. And I am so excited for my thesis. I, I cannot tell you how excited I am. You already have a topic in mind? No, no. It's just oh. the idea. Well, actually, that's a lie. I do have a topic in mind. I have multiple topics. Wow. But it's just the idea of like brainstorming. Like I get to do a project. Finally, I get to research what I'm interested in. And yes. I, I just, I'm really excited. And because I'm more econ focused, mm-hmm. I want my thesis to reflect that like interest and focus. That's the kind of enthusiasm that's I feel like is so rare in people that want to go to grad school. Like some people go just because they want to enhance their chances at a career, but the genuine desire to learn more, that's lovely. And it's <laughs> it's so difficult to actually portray. So oh, yeah. we have to write a personal statement for our mm-hmm. application. And this is where we'll sort of not walk you guys through what we have to do, but just sort of tell what the rec- like prerequisites and like yeah. requirements are. One of them is personal statement saying why you want to be in the program and i feel like both of us have kind of struggled with it's portraying how so much we difficult want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I, I was like all right how do I, how do i write this and i was like well i need to introduce myself like who am i what makes mm-hmm. me unique and then why this is the next logical step i did it and then i was like i don't really explain why this is the logical step for me right or like what my research interests are i don't know if you've had a similar experience kind of <clears throat> whoa um so kind of i have struggled a little bit with that um the other i do want to introduce myself tell them like what my background is and all that but at the same time the advisors that are reading our application kind of know us so i don't know if that's something that we should still put in and it's that particular section is very difficult. it's 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 probably the hardest part of the application and it's what i'm struggling with the most mm-hmm. and, and then, then we have a Go ahead. No, I was gonna, the rest of the personal statement, like you said, is yeah. why is this program good for us? And part of it is our desire to learn. It works very well with our future career desire and all that. And it's so difficult to say without sounding corny. <laughs> yeah. I like to learn. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's just like you do. But Tam is for me. <laughs> how are we gonna? How are we gonna spice it up? And it, it's difficult. The next bit is our resume, right? Yes, our Which resume. Is, pretty straightforward i mean everyone has a resume if you don't you i highly suggest getting on that (laughs) um use a good template i yes the first template i used i didn't do the formatting right and so like in august when i was applying to a few things i was like all right i have to revamp my resume and like make it nice and then i just it just the formatting didn't work and i spent hours treat redoing it and then i was like i'm just gonna scrap it and start over (laughs) 
And so yeah. I scrapped it, started over with the same template, but like in the actual, it's so weird. It worked out now though. Oh, I mean, that's good. It's nice. <laughs> I think for my first resume, especially with going in or like applying to college and then during my freshman year when I was applying to internships, I tried so hard to make it look pretty and like funny. And that is 100% not what you're supposed to do. It not is, in America. Not in America. Yeah. yeah. You're supposed to essentially put what you're doing, what you got out of it and show off the skills. Resume the culture point. is so weird. It yeah. really is. In Europe, it's completely different. You have They're, to put your picture. Yeah. And yet it wants, to, it has to be a little more artsy and like visually appealing. Whereas the American resume is really just Straightforward. like, boom. Here yeah. you go. Okay, and then we have the writing, a writing sample. sample. It's it, what ten pages? A ten-page writing sample? I I believe so. And it seems daunting, but it can it, be more than ten pages, right? I actually don't know. That oh. is a good question to ask <laughs> the graduate school. <laughs> Yikes. Um. Well, the writing sample, ten pages. It sounds like a lot, but you, it's not that you have to write something new. I mean, yeah. during your college experience, you write a few papers or. I'm hoping you have written at least a 10-page paper, and you can submit that. Just polish it, make sure the grammar is right, all of that's, that. That's what I'm doing. I, I wrote a essay about the, the, the modern leadership role of Germany and how it has changed since reunification, and I'm oh, going to cool. use that. It, it's a good essay. I, I like it. Um, and so that, that's what I'm going to do. And I've actually noticed that with a lot of other programs or internships or stuff, they want really weird page length writing samples. I had one internship that asked for a seven page writing sample. And I was like, that is, it's such a random. I have number. to take out something from a new one or extend one that was five pages. It, yeah. Very, and very odd. I have one that's asking for two, four page essays. Two, four. <gasps> mm? Right. <laughs> right. How, I don't know. <laughs> at that point, are you trying to like, I guess something that always confused me about writing samples is, am I giving them writing to show that I can go through an argument and follow through, or am I looking for grammar? So if they do ask for, say, four or two four-page essays, if I have a five-page essay, can I take out part of it that maybe is the data and methods, like the numbers, and just put dot, 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 this is where the data is? No clue. That, I, I, I struggle with it so much, deciding on which annoying. ones I want to do. But it's it's it is what it is. It's something you got to navigate within the application process. Yeah, yeah. Then we have letters of recommendation. This I would argue is one of the most important parts of a hundred percent. If your professors, especially if those professors are influential in whatever area you are applying for, you need to make sure you have a good relationship with them. Not just oh, I took your class for a semester and you know who I am. Um, my I don't know. If, Am I allowed to say who my recommender? We'll we'll skip it till after. Okay, we'll yeah. give them a thanks on when we get in. <laughs> yes, true. Um, so some of my professors, one of them I knew for for over a year. I worked for him, and now he's my advisor for my thesis, which I'm going to use for my writing sample. Uh, another one is a professor I had again for another year, and the other one, the last one, is an employer that I had a class with two years ago. Worked for him for an entire year, and now we're just coffee buddies every once in a while. That's great. Yeah. I I remember when we were first deciding who our recommenders were going to be, we were like, how do we ask? It is so difficult to breach, like, the, mm, like, yeah. Like, hey, can you do this for me? Um, but actually, I found out that professors are really willing. Especially if you know them well. Yes. If you have a if good you, relationship If you know them, them really well and you have, like, a good relationship, they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like, mm -hmm. when do you need it by? 
like it's great it's 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 a lot less stressful than i imagined it would yeah even when you're asking about multiple schools so i originally was planning on applying to like six seven schools decided that i'm only going to apply to two but i asked would you be willing to be recommender and one person before i even got the question out was like I will write you a recommendation. Where do you want to apply? And said they would be more than willing to write all of them. Which is awesome. <laughs> he was so nice. It was the anxiety that would burden off my shoulders. It was, yeah, so great. I feel like that's essentially it with the application. I believe so, yeah. We have to fill out this form saying which campus we want to go to abroad. Ooh, yes. So for the first TAM track, the transatlantic track... I have thought, I didn't know if I wanted to spend all of my time in Germany or split it up the first semester in Bath in England and then the next one in Germany. Um, That I will decide once I get my plans for next year figured out. If I do the governance track, I would definitely do Germany for the entire second year. And as much as I don't know if I want to do the third track, the German-Turkish track, because my thesis is on German-Turkish kind of relationship, I've considered it it's in the back of my head and in that case i if turkey is available if it's possible to go to turkey i think i'd want to go there for at least a semester and then go to germany that's cool that's so germany is the big one it's it's same here it's same here Mm -hmm. um what about you for i guess are you just considering the second track i'm just considering the second track it's what i want to do and Mm -hmm. i decided a year longer at unc because this year was sort of covid reliant very true I, i want that experience you know, I, I want to go to another basketball game. I want to go to another football <laughs> game. I want, I, I just like it here, you know? Yeah. And I, I really like the teachers and there's some classes that I feel like I almost missed out on. Interesting. Does that make sense? Like there are some classes I still want to take. And one of the, the stats classes yes. with yes. Robert Jenkins is yes. one of the you know, well-known professors at UNC. He, I, I've, I'm very much looking forward to that class. I know it's so nerdy to say, but it, it's a two-part class. So in the first part, you get to like learn about statistics and like research methods and political science. It's really cool. Um, and then in the second one, you like get to apply them to an actual project, which I'm so looking forward to. That's awesome. It's, the, I guess the classes that we're taking, the knowledge that we get out of it is definitely very, very applicable, which is something else that the TAM program is very attractive when i transferred in i was like oh man i really want to take this class and my advisor was like you know you could take that during the tam program right and like save that for your master's and i was like yeah you're right (laughs) totally and so now i've been like okay which ones do i get to save like which ones am i really gonna enjoy and so i've saved a um international political economy class Mm -hmm. a varieties of capitalism class a oh man I forgot about it, but I have I have it all written down. Like <laughs> of I already, course you I, do. I know which ones I want to take. That's awesome. I'm still figuring out what classes I'd want to take because I feel like a lot of the classes I have taken are very similar to what. And they so take, a lot of them but... like count double. So they they do a really good job at this because we're Euro under or undergrads. Mm-hmm. Um, they they sort of like if you get into the program, we don't want you to take the same classes you took in undergrad. Right. So we'll be flexible and we allow to exchange it. Oh, I remember it now. International business. Ooh. Because I, I've, mm-hmm. I've never taken a class at the business school, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, I don't really want to take any of the other classes, <laughs> so I thought international business would be very, relatively interesting. Yeah, and again, very applicable to yes. what you want to do. Yes. Okay, do you have like a... So the deadline for the application is December 14th. Yes. 
are you going to get in earlier? Are you going to get in? What's your plan? So the only thing or the two things that I have missing are my writing sample and my personal statement. The writing sample, I probably won't be finished until early December because that's when it's actually due for my thesis course. Um, the personal statement, I will try to get done within the next two weeks. So all in all, I think I will have the application in a week before the deadline. That's good. Yeah. That's what good. about you? That's Thanksgiving Sunday. Wow. That is my goal. That's what, two weeks? One week, two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks ish. That's. I have everything else lined up. All I need to do is revise my personal statement. That. Which will take me probably at least Tuesday, which is <laughs> we have off for Thanksgiving. So yeah, yeah. I need to do it. <laughs> um, um, the thought of being done so quickly. Is... It's terrifying. And then we have the. The anticipation of waiting to see if we yes. get in, which it is so nervous, anxiety-inducing, like the idea of that you don't know what's going to happen in your future. And you can't do anything about it at that point. It's the worst part, right? Yeah. And you just hope you prepared yourself and made yourself look <laughs> yeah. pretty enough that you could actually get yeah. But I mean, hey, we're going to cross our fingers. We're going to hope for the best. And mm-hmm. I feel like because we are so like set on this program and we have genuine interest and we have a podcast about <laughs> the topics we should have pretty good chances yeah i hope they appreciate how i guess interested we are in the program so with all of that uh i mean that concludes kind of the graduate application process specifically with tam but a lot of it's applicable to everywhere um and we hope you join us next week on the european soapbox The European Soapbox podcast reflects only the opinions of the authors and do not reflect the views of any affiliated and or mentioned organizations. We are students still in the learning process, so information should be taken with a grain of salt and not blindly accepted. The information is for informational purposes only and do not intend to serve as any recommendation. We do not intend to isolate anyone on this podcast and encourage diversity and differences in opinion. The European Soapbox stands independently from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. The authors are the sole owners of the rights to the European Soapbox podcast. As students, we ask for the opportunity to grow and improve in our podcasting journey and progression as individuals. If you'd like to reach out to us, send us an email at europeansoapbox at gmail.com. This podcast is hosted by Cassandra Alvarino and Tim Fry. All music is produced by Till Iringer. That's T-I-L-L-Y-D-E-A-N dot W-A-V on Instagram. A special thanks to our friends, families, and supporters.